Good morning, and welcome to Meditating the Word. In just about 20 minutes a day, we are reading through the entire Bible this year. I'm Cherie, here to walk alongside you on this journey. If you've just found us, you can either continue from here or go back to day one and start from the beginning. Regardless of how you choose to travel with us, I'm so glad you're here. We are in the last month of our journey through the Bible. This is day 338. Today we are reading 2 Corinthians 1-4 through from the World English Bible. Ready to hear what God has for us today? Let's go. Paul's Second Letter to the Corinthians, chapters 1-4 through Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, through the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to the assembly of God which is at Corinth, with all the saints who are in the whole of Achaia. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us all in our affliction, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction through the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound to us, even so our comfort also abounds through Christ. But if we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you the patient enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. Our hope for you is steadfast, knowing that since you are partakers of the sufferings, so you are also of the comfort. For we don't desire to have you uninformed, brothers, concerning our affliction which happened to us in Asia, that we were weighed down exceedingly beyond our power, so much that we despaired even of life. Yes, we ourselves have had the sentence of death within ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead." who delivered us out of so great a death, and does deliver, on whom we have set our hope, that he will also still deliver us, you also helping together on our behalf by your supplication, that for the gift given to us by means of many, thanks may be given by many persons on your behalf. For our boasting is this, the testimony of our conscience that in holiness and sincerity of God, not in fleshly wisdom, but in the grace of God, we behaved ourselves in the world and more abundantly toward you. For we write no other things to you than what you read or even acknowledge, and I hope you will acknowledge to the end, as also you acknowledged us in part that we are your boasting, even as you also are ours in the day of our Lord Jesus. In this confidence, I was determined to come first to you, that you might have a second benefit, and by you to pass into Macedonia, and again from Macedonia to come to you, and to be sent forward by you 
on my journey to Judea. When I therefore planned this, did I show fickleness? Or the things that I plan, do I plan according to the flesh, that with me there should be the yes, yes, and the no, no? But as God is faithful, our word toward you was not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, Silvanus, and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him is yes. For however many are the promises of God, in him is the yes. Therefore also through him is the amen to the glory of God through us. Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and anointed us is God, who also sealed us and gave us the down payment of the Spirit in our hearts. But I call God for a witness to my soul that to spare you I didn't come to Corinth. We don't control your faith, but are fellow workers with you for your joy, for you stand firm in faith. But I determined this for myself, that I would not come to you again in sorrow. For if I make you grieve, then who will make me glad but he who is made to grieve by me? And I wrote this very thing to you, so that when I came, I wouldn't have sorrow from them of whom I ought to rejoice, having confidence in you all that my joy would be shared by all of you. For out of much affliction and anguish of heart, I wrote to you with many tears, not that you should be made to grieve, but that you might know the love that I have so abundantly for you. But if it is caused sorrow, he has caused sorrow not to me, but in part, that I not press too heavily to you all. This punishment, which was inflicted by the many, is sufficient for such a one, so that, on the contrary, you should rather forgive him and comfort him, lest by any means such a one should be swallowed up with his excessive sorrow. Therefore, I beg you to confirm your love toward him, for to this end I also wrote, that I might know the proof of you, whether you are obedient in all things." Now I also forgive whomever you forgive anything. For if indeed I have forgiven anything, I have forgiven that one for your sakes in the presence of Christ, that no advantage may be gained over us by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his schemes. Now when I came to Troas for the good news of Christ, and when a door was opened to me in the Lord, I had no relief for my spirit, because I didn't find Titus, my brother, but, taking my leave of them, I went out into Macedonia. Now thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ, and reveals through us the sweet aroma of his knowledge in every place. For we are a sweet aroma of Christ to God, in those who are saved and in those who perish, to the one a stench from death to death, to the other a sweet aroma from life to life. Who is sufficient for these things? For we are not, as so many, 
peddling the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as of God, in the sight of God, we speak in Christ. Are we beginning again to commend ourselves? Or do we need, as do some, letters of commendation to you or from you? You are our letter, written in our hearts, known and read by all men, being revealed that you are a letter of Christ, served by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not in tablets of stone, but in tablets that are hearts of flesh. Such confidence we have through Christ toward God, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to account anything as from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, who also made us sufficient as servants of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. But if the service of death, written engraved on stones, came with glory, so that the children of Israel could not look steadfastly on the face of Moses for the glory of his face, which was passing away, won't service of the Spirit be with much more glory? For if the service of condemnation has glory, the service of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. For most certainly, that which has been made glorious has not been made glorious in this respect, by reason of the glory that surpasses. For if that which passes away was with glory, much more that which remains is in glory. Having therefore such a hope, we use great boldness of speech, and not as Moses, who put a veil on his face so that the children of Israel wouldn't look steadfastly on the end of that which was passing away. But their minds were hardened. For until this very day, at the reading of the Old Covenant, the same veil remains, because in Christ it passes away. But to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, seeing the glory of the Lord as in a mirror, are transformed into the same image from glory to glory, even as from the Lord, the Spirit. Therefore, seeing that we have this ministry, even as we obtained mercy, we don't faint, but we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by the manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Even if our good news is veiled, it is veiled in those who are dying, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving, that the light of the good news of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should not dawn on them. For we don't preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus as Lord, 
and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake, seeing it is God who said, Light will shine out of darkness. Who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ? But we have this treasure in clay vessels, that the exceeding greatness of the power may be of God and not from ourselves. We are pressed on every side, yet not crushed, perplexed, yet not to despair, pursued, yet not forsaken, struck down, yet not destroyed always carrying in the body the putting to death of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus may be revealed in our mortal flesh. So then, death works in us, but life in you. But having the same spirit of faith, according to that which is written, I believed, and therefore I spoke. We also believe, and therefore we also speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus, and will present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the grace being multiplied through the many may cause the thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Therefore, we don't faint, but though our outward person is decaying, yet our inward person is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is for the moment, works for us more and more exceedingly an eternal weight of glory. While we don't look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Father God, thank you for the Apostle Paul and for his letters to the early church. There is so much in these four chapters. Thank you that all of your promises are yes and that the Amen, or so be it, is found in you. The fulfillment of the promise isn't dependent on us. You have already made provision for every promise. Thank you that our sufficiency is from you. Thank you that the veil was torn, and we can now approach you face to face. Thank you for the treasure of the power of Holy Spirit in us, that enables us not to be crushed or destroyed. Thank you for the life that works in us. Help us to keep our focus not on the things we see, which are temporary, but to keep our focus on the things that are unseen, which are eternal. Amen. Thank you for being a part of Meditating the Word today. We are almost finished with our journey this year. I'm so proud of you for staying committed to making God's Word a part of your daily life. 
Faith comes as we hear the word, and revelation knowledge comes as we continue to hear, reflect, and meditate on God's word. I'm so grateful for this shared time with you. This is Cherie reminding you that you are in my prayers. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.